1: When were the... What school's... Who decides what the next...
0: Where's that story? Why
1: they keep the loop... What is this?
0: It's Curious City.
1: Where WBEZ answers your questions...
0: About Chicago, the region, and its people.
2: I'm WBEZ digital producer Andrew Gill. I used to host a podcast about beer, so that kind of makes me the resident booze expert around here. Which is why Curious City has me answering a question from Ian Adams. Ian wants to know about bring-your-own-bottle restaurants.
0: I was curious why BYOBs were so prevalent in Chicago and not in other cities.
2: Ian loves bringing his own alcohol when he goes out to eat. So much, in fact, that he moved from the West Loop to Ukrainian Village, in part because there are more BYOBs there. He loves that BYOBs save money, but he also thinks they're different from other restaurants.
0: They tend to be friendly, family-owned, or single-proprietor restaurants that are usually very receptive to folks from the neighborhood. And so just great spots to go
2: and uh, eat and enjoy others' company. Ian's question assumes Chicago is unique. And he does have a little evidence. Ian lived in Washington, D.C. for a few years, While there, he asked which BYOB restaurants he should check out.
0: And it wasn't something that anyone really knew about, and so I asked around a little bit. I actually did find one BYOB restaurant. Even that now has since expanded, and they got a liquor license. So I couldn't find a single other BYOB restaurant in Washington, D.C. Ian's
2: been to San Francisco? Same thing. Only one BYOB restaurant that his friends treated like a unicorn. So it seems Ian's on to something with his sense that Chicago has more BYOBs than D.C. and San Francisco. But what about other major cities? Well, most require a liquor license to operate as a BYOB. In those cases, restaurants can charge corkage fees to drink your booze instead of theirs. It might be as high as 50 bucks. That's not the kind of BYOB Ian is asking about. In Chicago, any restaurant owner can allow BYOB. They don't need an additional liquor license. And you might be surprised to learn that unless you have a liquor license in Chicago, it's illegal to charge a corkage fee. The only other major city we found with a similar approach is Philadelphia, where they have a fixed number of liquor licenses. In both Philly and Chicago, no one knows exactly how many BYOB restaurants there are because no one's required to count them. But according to City of Chicago data, there are 4,797 restaurants eligible to be BYOB. But it's the owner who decides if you can bring your own. So a simple answer to Ian's question is that Chicago has so many BYOBs because the lack of regulation makes it easy for them to exist. But that explanation doesn't quite nail it. Anyone who's worked in a restaurant will tell you alcohol is where the money is. Food is practically a lost leader. My theory? Chicago's liquor license must be really hard to get for so many businesses to choose BYOB over getting their own liquor licenses. I call Phil Vitel to see if I'm on the right track.
1: Oh, absolutely. If you're opening a restaurant and you're going to skip the liquor license part of it, you basically have to have a health inspection maybe one building inspection, and you're done.
2: Phil's been the Chicago Tribune's restaurant critic for 27 years. He says there's a historic reason Chicago liquor licenses are so tightly controlled. Go back to the 1930s. After Prohibition, lawmakers across the country are rewriting liquor laws, and they worry organized crime will control the legitimate booze industry.
1: Chicago is determined not to let that <laughs> happen again, or at least to to control it as, as much as they can.
2: The new laws make owners jump through hoops to get liquor licenses, and 80 years later, we're still using those laws. For example, liquor license applications require fingerprints from any investor who owns more than a 5% stake. Same goes for spouses. And if you're a convicted felon, forget about it. Okay, Vittel's history lesson and a perusal of city liquor laws suggest there are some serious hurdles to getting a Chicago liquor license. But enough to drive restaurant owners to settle for BYOB status instead? I'd be a bad booze journalist if I didn't test this theory with some actual BYOB restaurant owners. So I have Ian pick out his favorite spots to the BYOB, then we pack a cooler of beer and hop in my Honda. That's right, it's time for a BYOB crawl. First up, Tamale Spaceship on Damon Avenue. The spaceship started as a food truck. And even though their Lucha Libre mass staff seems custom-made for a food truck, Chef Manny Hernandez says that wasn't always the plan.
0: The whole idea was to start with a restaurant.
2: And after a few years, things were going well with the food truck and they could afford to open a brick and mortar restaurant.
0: As time went on, uh, we decided to apply for a liquor license. It was very exciting to know that we could have a liquor license and really kind of fulfill everything.
2: We pay for everything and then, you know, the last inspection, that's when they realized that we were next door to a church. Hernandez shows us the building. It just looks like apartments from this angle. This happens to be a church that I don't think is registered as a church. Which means it didn't show up in the research for the liquor license. Still, the fact that they hold services there makes the Tamale Spaceship's liquor license a pipe dream. At least until they try another location. So, one stop down and our theory still holds. Chicago's licensing is so strict that it's impossible for the tamale spaceship on Damon to serve booze. Hence, a great neighborhood BYOB restaurant is born. Their loss is Ian's gain. Our next stop on the BYOB crawl is Bite Cafe on Western Avenue. They've been around for 20 years, But in 2011, they got a top-to-bottom overhaul that added a chef's touch to their classic American fare. Hi, I'm Todd Decker, the chef of Bite Cafe. Todd leads us through a tiny hallway from Bite into the front room of the empty bottle, a gritty music venue next door that obviously has a liquor license. And it turns out this hallway is crucial to Bite's business model. While Bite is technically BYOB, Diners can walk over to the Empty Bottles bar to order cocktails, beer, and even bottles of wine. Since they can carry booze back to bite without using the sidewalk, there's no issue with open container laws.
0: It's almost as if it worked as a restaurant that had a liquor license, but technically we don't. So they go to the bar and that's still a BYOB thing because we're technically not serving them alcohol. They're bringing it byob from another place.
2: It's an amazing setup. And it goes the other way, too. If you see a show at The Empty Bottle, you can bring food from Bite to enjoy on the dance floor. It's so perfect, in fact, that it makes a liquor license irrelevant. Because both Bite and The Empty Bottle have the same owner. Why deal with twice the inspections, headaches, and costs when you don't have to? Chalk up another case study supporting our theory. BYOBs are so common in Chicago because liquor licenses are sometimes not worth the trouble. On to the final stop in our BYOB crawl. Near Ashland and Chicago Avenues, Yuzu Sushi and Robata Grill. This place tops our question asker Ian Adams list. In fact, his fiance meets us at Yuzu and says it's the third time this week she's been there. We interview co-owner Bua Bun. She says her family's experience working in other restaurants inspired them to open a BYOB spot. They didn't feel good about the standard markup on alcohol, especially for wines their customers could buy in any grocery store.
1: If we're going to sell liquor, it has to be something that customer cannot get, or else the customer is going to feel like we cheated on them. So that's why we decided to go with BYOB.
2: They also admit many of their diners are better versed in beverages than they are.
1: I have a lot of customers who are expert. They come in the first time, try out our food, and then they think, like, next time I should come back with this.
2: Not only do customers plan out their wine pairings, one guy even leaves his fancy champagne glass at the restaurant so he doesn't have to BYO glass. Bun says it's all part of their relationship with their customers.
1: We're just straightforward you know if this thing doesn't feel right to do it and we're not gonna do it not even people put money in our hands so we're not gonna do it
2: hearing all of this i think we need to amend our theory yes BYOBs spread around chicago because liquor licenses are hard to get but over the years people have come to embrace the fair deal byob's represent byob has become a selling point
1: chicago people We have a very understanding heart. We understand and we have sympathy for other people. So I think there's a lot of BYOB because, you know, we feel how the customer feel if we were the customers.
2: That might sound optimistic or even naive, but Ian agrees. He trusts that he's getting a good deal at BYOBs, and that makes them feel different.
0: The way that you think about the experience that you're having, I think influences that experience, and so... If you uh, have a really nice steak dinner, but it was also the most expensive meal you had, you might be thinking a little bit more about how you spent too much on the meal than about the fact that it was pretty good steak. And I think that it's like the flavor enhancer of Chicago eateries, where BYOBs uh, just
2: make the experience that much more enjoyable. You could see it on the faces in all three restaurants we visited. It's like BYOB diners are part of some club with no initiation fee. One that makes your experience of the city just a little more positive And tasty. That's a club I'd like to join. Let's dig in. Cheers. Cheers. Reporting this week came from me, Andrew Gill. Support for Curious City comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism.
0: Hey Curious City fans, I'm Monica Eng and I report food for WBEZ. If you happen to like BYOB in Chicago, chances are you also like to eat in Chicago. Well, you're in luck. I'm going to be with Curious City at the Taste of Chicago Festival on July 8th. We're answering a question about foods invented in Chicago you have never heard of. Sure, you know deep dish pizza, but how about the gym the hibarito, the akutagawa? Again, Curious City at the
1: Taste of Chicago podcast stage on July 8th. See you there! Curious City is supported by Goose Island. Since 1988, Goose Island has been following their curiosity and have been committed to brewing beers for Chicago that are celebrated worldwide by beer critics and beer lovers alike. More at gooseisland.com. We don't need to be the only beer you drink. We just want to be the best you drink. Next time on WBEZ's Curious City.
0: Just waited for
2: a fresh green light, and I pushed the uh, wait to walk button.
1: Ever had this experience? You walk up to a Chicago crosswalk, push the button, and then you wait. And wait.
2: And the red light. And the walkman. A
1: minute and a
0: half. Yeah. Okay.
1: This particular one doesn't work, maybe. Crosswalk buttons. Do they work? Seriously, do they? That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.